The views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Impact 89FM. WDBM East Lansing. Hello and welcome to Exposure on Impact 89FM, the show where we talk to members of organizations at Michigan State University as well as nonprofit organizations in the East Lansing area. And now, this week's Exposure. All right, hello and welcome to Exposure. You're listening to Season 13, Episode 1, and we're your hosts, Megan Sam and Tessa Kresh. Our first story today is all about Global Brigades, an international nonprofit that has been working together to empower communities since 2004. They offer public health and medical-slash-dental brigades to various countries each year. So today we're here with Natalie Delaney. How are you guys? Good. Good. How are you? So um, give us a little introduction of yourself. Um, my name is Natalie. I'm a junior at Michigan State, and I joined Global Brigades last year, and I participated on a medical dental brigade to Guatemala. My name's Delaney, and I went on that same medical brigade to Guatemala, and I'm a sophomore. So could you give us a little explanation of what Global Brigades is? I'm going to let um, Natalie <laughs> handle this one first, because she's um, the business intern for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess for me, it's a little bit different than just a club, um, since I do have an internship through it. But as a club standpoint, I did it just to kind of reach out and kind of widen my resume when applying to dental school um, and I had heard about it through some friends and how they got to travel abroad to help different communities so I thought it was really cool and then once I found out a little bit more about it and what their whole mission is I decided to take an internship with them and I'm a social marketing social media marketing intern so I make like TikToks Instagrams stuff like that. Awesome. For me, it's a little bit different because obviously I don't have an internship with the program, but I found it my freshman year through my friend Leah, who also joined us. And the reasoning that I decided to join was because I come from a very um, like high-end background where I feel like I was trapped in a little bit of a bubble or a shelter. Um, My parents had kind of always told me what to believe, whether it was politics or just like how to view the world. And I really just wanted to think my own way and have my own perspective. And especially after COVID, I saw all this inequity like throughout the news stations where it's really hard for your parents to kind of cover that up and shelter you from it. And because of that, I really wanted to kind of make my own mark and have my own intuition on the aspect. And so that's why I joined. That's really amazing. That's awesome. So you guys both went to Guatemala over spring break? Yes. That's so cool. Can anyone go? Like, how do you get involved in that? Can you just join the club and just... Anybody can join the club. Um, So we have the medical and dental brigade. We have a public health. And then at our school, we don't have it. But we also have, like, business, water, engineering, like, basically any type of major that you can think of, like law. Um, And... You can just join the club. You pay the fee like any member would. And then if you want to go on a brigade, you apply and the president and e-board will decide who goes. Yeah. And I really like it because it kind of focuses on a sustainable and effective holistic model of the program. So they come in and they start with um, the public brigade, which focuses on water sources. And then they continue with the medical and dental brigade, which focuses on empowering the community through health. 
And if your school has a chapter of business and law brigades, then they kind of create this community where they can self-sustain themselves and kind of look out for themselves instead of always needing secondhand help. So can you tell us a little bit about this trip? What was your day to day? Yeah, I want to know like the memories, the stories. It sounds <laughs> oh so fun. So it was a week long. Wow. And um, so it was like the entire spring break. Yeah. We left at like 3 a.m. Yeah. In Detroit. Wow. How long's that flight? Um, it was a while because we had a layover in Miami. Okay. So it was probably yeah. like a 12, I feel like 12 hour trip. And then we got there and they bust us like two hours to a yeah. compound. I've always wondered like what it looks like in Guatemala. Like, it yeah. Was, it's very mountainous. Um, Is it tropical or? N- no. Not really. It's kind of dry. Oh. Yeah. Like, a, it kind of looks like a desert almost with just, like, a bunch of mountains and a bunch of, like, very sparse, like, green bushes yeah. everywhere. And there's, like, there was a mountain and, like, a guy, not a mountain, a volcano and a geyser we saw when we wow. were coming in on the Yeah, planes. and so many stray dogs. I mean, so <laughs> but we, once we got there, we took a two-hour bus ride through the mountains. It was, like... I wouldn't say sketchy, but <laughs> like the the driving there is insane. Like yeah, in the movies just, when they're like going uh-huh. in between each other yeah. and like honking. Oh my everything. gosh! Yeah. And I swear they have like fast food places everywhere. Like, really? They'll oh, be just like wow. Like I would not a expect feet that. From each other, it's the same thing. Yeah, that's like one thing that we learned about the culture there is it is very different in America. We do have like a nice. Um, healthcare system, even though it has its obviously challenges at times. But in Guatemala, it's a private healthcare system. And Guatemala is still um, one of the only countries where like they have laws um, for equitable presence of men and women, but it's not really enforced. Like the police don't really enforce it. So men really do like hold all the power in the country and because of that a lot of women don't get like gynecology asset access Mm -hmm. um they don't get like the vitamins they need for pregnancy they don't get the official attention they need from midwives they really don't like leave their community during that and so that was kind of really like drastic to see because we got to experience like in our medical brigade we got to experience helping out and assisting in medical procedures of like daily checkups and routine checkups for cervical cancer, for pap smears. So it was really empowering from like a woman's standpoint, but it was also really wild to see like a system that's different from the one that you already have. That's really beautiful that you were able yeah. to help out in that mm-hmm. way. So how many people were involved in this trip? Probably like, probably like 25 yeah. altogether. We had an interpreter that came with us, and then we yeah, had a few so doctors. They have like in their addition. own staff, and mm-hmm. then we like just bring our volunteers, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the clinic, like the whole clinic, is funded by us. Yeah. So all wow. of the costs that we pay to go, like, so we pay for flight, and then everything else is just to get like the supplies and everything we need for the clinic. So before we left, we would like get supplies donated or buy them and we had like a packing party where we literally just brought a huge suitcase and put yeah. all of the stuff in there and then um once we got there we had to like unload and sort everything and it was like piles of like toothbrushes and stuff on the yeah table. it was wow. wild and we had like over 300 
bags? No, it was 600 bags because we had 300 for male and 300 for, for women. Female and then children. we had children, yeah. Yeah, and then, so that was, like, the first day. And then um, the next three days after that were all clinic days. Yeah, so basically your rotations were um, gynecology, but that was only accessible to females on the trip because, like I said, Guatemala is such, like, um, it's not equitable when it comes to, like, what your sex. It's very dependent on the community, too, because some communities were more like conservative yeah. than others like i know we tried to bring condoms and like talk about sex ed <laughs> and we brought um like even period supplies and we were allowed to pass oh. out those but like the condoms we had to put away interesting <laughs> how do you guys um decide on the destination of like the trips like does a board so, so global brigades itself has like five or six partner mm-hmm. countries mm-hmm. um so we work in ghana uh guatemala honduras panama greece yeah and greece is only in the summer though and it and works towards um I think. yeah ref yeah I that think one's so. like kind of if you're right that now one's not the political stuff going on yeah they obviously like if the country's in turmoil you're not allowed to go like it's a very yeah. safe process it's definitely one of the like safer trips i've been on and i've heard about when it comes to this type of thing but no they really do take care of you and basically it's like a matching system where you volunteer and then you have your president chapter leader and they you kind of tell them your options of where you can go and so for us we've always gone to either guatemala or honduras and then they kind of assign you to the compound you're going to stay in. They match you up with local doctors because obviously the doctors need to speak the local tongue or Spanish, and then they give you, like, an interpreter. So they set you up pretty well. But the communities themselves can reach out to Global Brigades for help, and then yeah. from there they can get partnered with the chapter. Yeah, like, for example, um, some communities you can go back to, and they get multiple brigades for that one community but the one we went to in Guatemala last year in Tacpan it was the first time global brigades had ever been there so it was like just wild there were lines down the road mm-hmm. we had to we literally shut down a whole school while we were there wow, and yeah. each classroom in the school was, was like a different station yeah like one wow, was ophthalmology awesome. one was dentistry one was vitamins and pharmacy um we have a charla station too which means chat in spanish and basically it's like a health presentation we have to give in spanish to the people so they can get their medications just about like general health yeah. like it was about like, like eat seizures, your veggies and healthy not smoking not enough yeah. sugar whatever yeah so. and you think a lot of that is like very basic but it's just that was another wild thing to see was in Tecpan, I remember um, one of the doctors who kind of knew more of the local language and one of the people at our compound helping us, he was telling us how, um, because that was one thing that was a big problem was people um, not having access for dental care. And the reason is, is because a lot of people don't drink water and they don't have money to pay for a toothbrush and toothpaste. Like. So water is, like, super toxic. Yeah, and then, so you have to get bottled water, and a week's worth of wage it for, like, one person working can only buy you one toothbrush and one toothpaste. That's insane. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and in addition to that, it's cheaper to buy a liter of Coca-Cola than it is to buy a liter of water, so most of the families do that instead. 
Oh gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure so. journeys like the these cavities. Oh, yeah. There was some really like we saw a seven year old that had a completely like rotted oh, through tooth yeah. all the way down to. So the do you not have to be like pre med or pre dental to be in this club or? Mm-mm. No. Honestly. So since we have the other ones, you can be like any major. That's um, awesome. I know yeah. like a couple people that did get accepted to this one, this like the one we're going on over winter break um aren't even like pre-med like some of them are public health but they wanted mm-hmm. to go to this one or vice versa so it really doesn't matter yeah as long as you kind of like have a good reasoning for why you're yeah coming. it sounds like an awesome experience like as a whole mm-hmm. what is this next trip you're going on we're going to honduras over winter break so we leave on the first day of the year yeah at <laughs> oh, 6 <wow>. a.m <laughs> is it another week-long trip yeah yeah so no That's... new year's eve party yeah. <laughs> So how does it feel when you come back from a trip like this, coming back to America? We could not stop talking about it for so long because, like, we just had so much fun. Like, for me personally, I didn't know anybody else in the club going because I I wasn't able to go to the meetings since I had palm practice every time. So I didn't get to see anybody uh, beforehand. And I literally met everybody at the airport. I remember talking to Delaney. (laughs) And then... um, like that whole week because you are like in this little compound and you like have to live with each other. We got so close. Like, it's like a family. And we didn't have service either. So during like oh, our wow. free time, we just like sat around talking or doing games or something. Yeah, we would dance with Paul, one yeah. of the doctors. <laughs> he would teach us how to do, what was it? The bachata? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we were all dancing with dance. him. Yeah. yeah. We told like, like he was telling uh, like not ghost stories, but like. Oh my gosh. Do you know La Llorona? No. It's like there's a there's a scary movie about it. It's like the lady that um like she went crazy cuz her husband cheated and she killed her uh kids in the river, like drowned them and then she killed herself and then she like comes after the kids and like takes them in Mexico. It was like yeah, <laughs> I know. I like am not yeah, a horror so, like, one movie person of, one of and the we're in the middle of like, like the valley in this compound with no service. We're just like in the dark by the, like, <laughs> by the, this the fireplace day, just the listening. Next day after this it all happened, like we were still kind of scared. All of the power in the compound went out. So yeah. it was completely pitch black. Oh, that is And so terrifying. I remember like five or six of us slept in one room because <laughs> we were still scared from the night before. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Do you guys have like meetings outside of these trips? Yeah, we have yeah. bi-weekly meetings leading up to it. And then we have, cause basically at state it's, so it's from the nonprofit. So it's chapters, it's not really necessarily clubs. So we have a chapter president and they set up chapter meetings just like throughout the year, just like if you were in a sorority or a fraternity. And yeah, we basically get to know each other a little bit, but not too much. It's mainly, it's like mainly about, um, everything leading up to the trip, so getting your passports in, figuring out all the logistics of it. And so, yeah, you really don't meet everyone until right when you get there, and it's just, like, a huge bonding experience. You would never expect that after, like, a week you'd be Mm -hmm. as close to these people as you actually are. I believe it, man. Especially over (laughs) spring break, like, I was a little bummed because all my friends were going and, like, partying and going to warm places. And Guatemala actually was not even that warm. Like, it was always, like, 50 or 60, I feel. Really? Yeah, Yeah, because we were, like, right in the mountains where it was the coldest. So, like, it was kind of, like, a bummer. But then again, like, it was so much more rewarding. Yeah, I feel like it's such a good feel-good trip. Like, Uh I'd come home and just be so happy with myself. Yeah, and especially hearing all, like, the Lottie horror stories from my (laughs) sorority sisters. I was like, yeah, 
No, this was great. This was a great <laughs> this is what I decision. Needed. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's nothing like that. And then we got people. to party in the Guatemala airport because the drinking age. Oh was my 16. gosh. Sixteen. So, yes. <laughs> wow. So we and our flight got delayed. On by the like, way home or the way yeah, there? Yeah, on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> we show up to the compound, we're like, hey. hey. <laughs> no, but our flight got delayed like two hours or something. Oh my gosh. And there was only was so terrible. much you could do in that tiny airport. So we went to one of the bars in the airport. Airport. and we all were just lined up and he was giving us those drinks like no other Ever, and, then and then the then older he, guys were trying to like smuggle in their extra yes, little they bottles were, they, they were got. selling pints for three dollars wow yeah yeah and That's so crazy. they were buying a bunch of those and then the bartender was like becoming our friend he was like you guys helped my country i'm gonna help you Aww. so he was like making us extra strong drinks and then oh my god he gave us like these little pins of the, like the bar and then a mug i got and then <laughs> he gave so us free cute. food <laughs> yeah Aww. that's so cool. they are so sweet down there yeah. like that's one thing that is also different is i mean obviously we live in the midwest so it's like you get the midwestern hello mm-hmm. and goodbye but nothing compares to like just the affection and appreciation that you get from these people. Like we literally ended our trip at the school and they lit off these fireworks. fireworks. But we <laughs> were song. so confused because they're fireworks, but just the sound of them, not actually anything yeah. in the air. <laughs> so we're like finishing up our like duties in the little classrooms. The, and the, the community is like, uh, like mayor, I guess he was. Yeah, the community he mayor. He was like giving a little speech in Spanish and our translator was like, he said, don't be scared. And we're like, what the heck? Like, why would we have to be scared? And then all of a sudden, it's just like these super loud booms. And we're like, what is going what? on? That's like, I remember when they, they were testing them earlier in the day. And I was in the dental station. And the dentist was literally about to yank out a tooth. And it went off. So, like, you yeah. <laughs> oh, pulled no it way. a little early because it's, you know, it was so funny. That's so funny. So, like. If I wanted to get involved in this, what are my next steps, like, for people in general? Because this sounds like a really awesome club. Like, I had no idea what it was until so today. So, we have our GBMSU Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then you could also go on the Global Brigades. I think it's globalbrigades.org. Yeah. And there's, like, a chapters section on the website. And even if you go to a different school, you can, like, search anywhere. And it'll show you any chapters around you. And even if you don't have one at your school, you can find one at a, at a school Yeah, like, you. last year we had a few people from Central Michigan and Western come with mm-hmm. us. Because, Wasn't there, like, a Wayne State? Yeah. Yeah, we had a few people that weren't at MSU. And so that was also nice. But, yeah, if you want to find a way to participate in Global Brigades, you can definitely find a way. Same thing, like, if you go here and you want to go on, like, a business one or a law one, since we don't have that, you could find a school in Michigan that's near us that does. And you can even start your own chapter. Like, if you know a few people near you that want to start that also, then, yeah, like, just go on the site. You can apply for a chapter for that. And Mm -hmm. how did you guys know you wanted to be a part of it? I have always, like, I love traveling. Mm -hmm. And I've always heard of stories about, like, going to a different place and volunteering and stuff, but I just didn't know how to do it. And I was talking to one of my teammates last year, and her older brother is pre-dental as well, and he was in this club. So she, like, kind of introduced me to that, but then as soon as I found out I I could do it, like, I jumped on it right away because it was exactly what I was wanting to do. Yeah, I remember I was just telling people that I was going to be pre-med at my graduation party, and 
um, one of my mom's friends, her daughter went on a trip. So I got all the details from her. And so I didn't really know how to get in contact. And so I, I just knew the website. So I would like refresh once every month and be like, okay, have they sent anything (laughs) out? Like, how do I sign off? And yeah, it just worked out. So, oh yeah. Cause originally since I was wanting to go on a dental one, we technically don't have like a dental chapter here since it's combined with the medical one. So I was like, oh my gosh, like I I can't start my own one. Like I don't know how to do this, but like what do I do? And then I was like emailing every single person possible like for our chapter and then they like got me in contact with the right people. Yeah, and it's nice because like I said before, there's a gynecology one, a consultation for medical, um, ophthalmology and dental and pharmaceutical. So we had probably like half medical, half dental the medical, whether it was like PA or pre-med. Or nursing. Yeah, or, or nursing. And it was nice because if you wanted, you got a station for each. You got um, a rotation in each station. And if you wanted, if you were pre-med and you wanted more of the medical experience, you could switch out with a dental person who wanted more dental rotation. So it just worked out really well, honestly. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So when you were on this trip, did you have the opportunity to talk to people that you helped? Yeah, we were like little celebrities down there, (laughs) like little kids were coming up to us asking if we could take pictures with them and their moms would just like take a picture. I saw your picture on Instagram, I think, spring break. And I was like, that is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. On the last day. I'm a Spanish minor. So it was really cool to be able to use that, too. Like there was only it was me and one other person who went like that actually knew Spanish prior. Yeah. It was only us and Jeremiah because I took I was going to be a Spanish minor. So I still had that language aspect. And yeah, Natalie, we actually had little kids that lived right outside our compound. Their, their parents or like whoever they lived with worked in our compound as like our chefs and like cleaning people and stuff. So yeah. they lived right outside of the compound. Right. And so the three of us, a lot there was like a basketball hoop and stuff. So a lot of the people who didn't know Spanish that well, because you that's not a requirement to come. Yeah. And so they would just play and we would be talking to these little kids and <laughs> it was like so cute. They would wait for us. We'd Aww. come back on our bus and they'd be like running after our bus with their they would have they had the cutest little puppy. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they found this puppy in the mountains, like, <laughs> and they so named him cute. Spike. Yeah, but they would throw him around like a little dog. <laughs> yeah, they would. We'd be like, no, <laughs> and they would do it him. even more. <laughs> but no, it was so nice because we got to talk to them and just like learn a little bit about their lives. And like, uh, at the end, they all said goodbye to us, but they gave like Natalie and I little goodie bags mm-hmm. with like, like little toys that they had. Toys, and I was like, I don't oh, need this. Yeah. Like, yeah, they drew so us like sweet. little drawings and they were trying to give us their toys because like they were just showing they really honestly did not have a lot. And so it was just wild to see like with the little that they did have, they were just trying to give it mm-hmm. away in appreciation for like being their friend. And we were like, no, That's like and so we, we gave them like extra like toothbrushes and stuff that we had and it was like a kid on christmas like opening a toy like they were like so happy and thought it was so cool that they Uh were getting all that stuff which was kind of interesting too because i feel like here people like if a kid got that they'd be like oh yeah like you just get it for free at the dentist office it's like complimentary made it so much more rewarding Mm -hmm. oh yeah like i i loved it so much and then on the we had three clinic days 
And by the end of the third clinic day, not only did we help, like, I think it was 324 people within only three days. Like, there were, the line down the road was insane. Like, people would come, and we'd have to tell them to, like, come back the next day. It was wild. But They would walk miles. Yeah, miles. With, like, all their kids, everything. But it was, and they all got so dressed up for it, too. Like, it was an occasion to them, and they were honestly so appreciative. But the best part was honestly probably on our last day. Someone had brought um, little tattoos from the dollar store. (laughs) And so we were bringing them around and we were asking them which ones they wanted to put. And so we would put like a tattoo on them. And it was like they've never experienced that before. And it'd be like a little princess. And they're like, oh, another. Like, again. (laughs) Yeah, they were like all tatted up. Yeah, they had it all up their arms. They were showing their parents. (laughs) They were so cute. This reminds me of like the Soul Surfer movie when she goes to the mission trip. Oh, my oh, God, yeah. with the spam yep. in the box. Yeah. <laughs> and she, like, teaches him how to serve. That was so cool. Yeah. So if someone was involved, wanted to be involved in Global Brigades after listening to this, that's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> what would you, would you recommend it? What would you say to them? I would 100% recommend it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going on another brigade, so obviously it's worth the money. Yeah, mm. words can't even describe, like, how much it means to, like, be a part of it and how, like just fulfilled you feel afterwards yeah Yeah. like how i said earlier how i thought i was going to be bummed out not being with all my friends for spring break literally like when i got there i was like it's probably going to be the longest week ever like we're going to be so tired and want to leave but we like did not want to leave whatsoever like we cried on our last night Mm -hmm. and it was so hard to like say goodbye to the community even though we didn't like personally know them and yeah. we, even with the communication barrier, because the community we worked in didn't only speak Spanish, but they spoke, I don't, it's like a Mayan language. Mm, so it's it's very difficult to yeah, understand. Yeah, I think there were like, I think in Guatemala, they obviously speak Spanish, but I think there's 30 other mm-hmm. local 30. languages that yeah. they speak and they differ. Oh. So like some people in the community didn't even know the local language. It's wild. Wow. But, like, being able to communicate with people and, like, make a connection with them without even being able to, like, verbally communicate was a very big thing I hadn't ever experienced before. Yeah, it was wild. And it definitely had you thinking outside of the box of, like, how to show your appreciation and that you're there for them. Like, I remember um, it would be hard because in the dental station that Natalie and I were a part of, um, they pull teeth because they're mm-hmm. just so rotten through yeah. from just not being able to have the care that they need. And you would just see children come in and they would just be so scared mm-hmm. because they'd be seeing what's happening. And you just wanted to try and comfort them so badly. So I know that we would like um, hold their hands and we would try and say like little bits of Spanish mm-hmm. to try and like keep them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of the kids had never even, like they don't even know what a dentist is. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. just know somebody is going to be pulling their teeth even though they're being numbed, like, they just still feel like it's yeah. going to hurt. Oh, yeah. So, and, like, you don't really know how to communicate with that with them because they don't understand what that really means. Yeah. So, like, I remember there was one little boy who he, like, wasn't speaking to anybody at all. And he was so scared. Like, you could just see it. He was the older brother, too, so he tried not to cry in front of his little sisters. And then I, like, couldn't even bring words because I was, like, so sad and heartbroken by it. Mm. And I had, like, this little, like, stress toy I got from the dollar store and I had it in my backpack so I ran out and got it and gave it to him and then he was like using it when he was getting his teeth pulled and then he tried giving it back to me afterwards and I was like no like you could keep it and it literally was it was so sad but 
it like it made me feel better that he felt better you know yeah, yeah it really puts things into perspective I feel like just listening to these stories I'm like oh my gosh yeah it's, it's wild crazy. and like that's only probably a little bit of like everything we mm-hmm. got from the trip it was just absolutely insane it was like a beautiful country with a beautiful culture and you came back having a family and a whole new perspective mm-hmm. on the appreciation of where you're from and like being here so is culture shock real yeah. yes <laughs> very real <laughs> yeah i have just one more question like who would you guys recommend to join this is there anyone that that they look at specifically or reach out to honestly our group that we went with is so different and yeah like interests like religion culture yeah that's so everything true was so different i feel so. it was very diverse yeah it really is a trip for anybody Mm-hmm. Like it, it has something for everyone, even if like the trip itself that you're going on isn't necessarily something you're wanting to pursue as a career. I think it's more of just like the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, so One anybody our... that has like a love for philanthropy or volunteering or something, I definitely think. It yeah. Would be- like one of our friends, Leah, she's wants to be a professor. So like she doesn't even want to go into healthcare necessarily. And she loved it. So so awesome well thank you guys so much for telling us about that do you want to plug yourself yeah what's the instagram <laughs> yeah give us the instagram because you mentioned a photo yeah I think everybody needs to see it um and the tiktok i, mean, I need the tiktok the knowing TikTok. that you run it now <laughs> okay it's just global brigades is the instagram and the tiktok yeah well thank you guys so much that's it for the show thank you to our station manager delaney rogers General Manager Jeremy Whiting, and Program Director McKenna Lowndes. And as always, thank you to our listeners. This episode marks the start of Season 13. If you're interested in going back and listening to our archive of stories, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org. And of course, if you're interested in what's going on next week, you can tune back in and we'll see you back here. You've been listening to Exposure. This has been this week's edition of Exposure on Impact 89FM. If you missed anything, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org, where you can find our weekly Exposure podcast. If you would like to come visit us and talk about your respected organization at MSU or a nonprofit organization in the East Lansing area, feel free to contact us, again, on our website at impact89fm.org. Thanks for listening to Exposure on Impact 89FM.